This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Hey, hey, Tuesday podcast for you. The weather's starting to turn. That means summer Friday soon down in Bradley Beach again. What's up, Al? Ooh, summer Friday soon, Jerry. Well, how about a summer Wednesday? I see 54 tomorrow. Is that right? That's what I see. All right. I'll probably uh, head to the beach. I actually did yesterday. You know, it was <clears throat> cold and raining. And I looked out my window at one point, and I saw a man in just a bathing suit walking on the boardwalk to the beach. You're kidding me. No. It was Some, 35 he, degrees. He was shirtless. He had no shoes on. He had a bathing suit on, and he walked down to the beach. Huh? I don't I, know if he was shooting a wacky video. I didn't see anybody with a camera near him. You've been there almost a year. Yeah. Have your bare feet touched the sand yet? Bare feet, yes. I did in the summer I went. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. And I take the dog in the winter. The dogs are allowed on the beach, so sometimes we'll go up there. Ah, look at you. You're a beach mm. man. I was looking into this uh, New Jersey legalizing weed, you know, because the the governor made an announcement yesterday and people just think you could just go walk in and buy weed now. That's what I was trying to ask earlier and I got mocked for that. Yes. Yeah, but I guess, you know, it's going to take some time to get up and running. But uh, so I went on a frequently asked questions uh, article about um, from NewJersey.com. Right. And I thought this was an interesting question and answer. And the question was posed, can I buy edibles? And the answer was yes. The sale of certain edible products is permitted, but the law bans companies from making them into shapes of characters, people, animals, or trademarked products that children may mistake for regular candy. For sure. Yep, that makes sense. So you can't get like a gummy bear. But Which is... Which is great. That makes sense. The only thing I would say to that is, what kid is walking into a weed dispensary? I guess they mean they don't want... They're they're already predicting that people are terrible parents, and they're just going to leave their weed gummies around. That I could see. really, what shape could it be in? Because even just a regular circle... Looks like a vitamin. Or or gumdrops, or... Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. uh, Tons of gummy treats are in all different shapes and sizes. And a lot of them do... I think there is a... I'm Googling it now because I'm pretty sure I've seen these before. I think there are Stony Patch Kids. Stony Patch Kids, yeah. I believe so. I bet that's a thing. I know there's gummy bears like that. There's Rice Krispie Treats. All these are things kids enjoy as well. Yeah. Be very careful. Um, Yeah, here you go. Stony Patch Gummies. Sweet, sour, then get stoned. (laughs) (laughs) In that order. And they look just like Sour Patch Kids. Like, they look just like it. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? In doing a show prep for the show, I, you know, click on and read a lot of articles, you know, whether it be uh, ESPN or uh, New York Post, this sort of thing. I cannot, uh, I'm very curious, and I tweeted this out just now looking for an answer, and hopefully maybe someone could reach out hearing this. I wonder, like, how is it worth it for, let's take the New York Post in general, because this is where it happens the most. The amount of pop-up ads that come up when you try to read an article. Insane. And it also scrolls it for you, like it pops up and then it scrolls. Yeah. So, and then at the end of the article, there's all those clickbait, clickbait 
things where it's like Which who's clicking those right that's what i mean so like how much money can the new york post be making from those terrible pop-up ads to make the experience for the reader that difficult i don't know the i can't answer that unless they're trying to get you they're trying to annoy you enough that you will subscribe for pennies a day which is what it costs right and i yeah we're just not there yet i know i say it to you all the time i don't know why i don't it costs literally nothing I know. Same with like NJ.com, right? So they just started putting things behind a paywall and I'll click on it. If it's one of the ones behind the paywall, I'm like, eh, I got it from the, the, the headline. Good enough. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I mean, I actually, there's a writer for, I think he's Asbury Park Press, Jerry Carino. He covers the, the, he covers Rutgers, but he does a lot of other things on top of that. He's a really good writer. Um, and I've actually contemplated signing up, but then I'm like, no, I'm, you know what? It's, I, I have so many subs- I, I got to a point this weekend. I started to make a list, which I got to finish this week, uh, this weekend coming up. I started to make a list of all the automatic payments that I make every month. Yeah. It is ridiculous how many subscriptions and things I have that I don't even realize I'm paying for. So I went through my American Express. Uh, account for the last year i went through um my my three different bank accounts that i have and i'm looking at all the it's it's stupid i gotta start canceling things it's too much yes so and you you, know and the funny thing is the associated press one i would probably actually use (laughs) during the season right because it would be useful to me so i need to cancel a few things and then i'll sign up for that yeah i don't know why we're so averse to paying for for newspaper subscriptions, but we are. We just are adverse to it. Because they screwed it up when it started, that's why. Yes, they screwed it up when it started. They gave it to us for free. Right. Because now, like, even, like, let's say I want to, like, I love Discovery, all the Discovery channels, right? So they have this Discovery Plus. So if I wanted to subscribe to that streaming service, they have, it's four ninety nine with commercials or six ninety nine without commercials. I wouldn't in a million years pay for something with commercials. Right, sure. That should be free. I would Although think so. I know we do that already with our cable. We just got used to it. Yeah. But like it pisses me off like when I'm listening to Sirius XM and they run commercials. A lot of commercials, yes. And not on the music channels, but on the, the, talk. On the talk channels. Yep. And the one that pisses me off the most is the NFL Network. I couldn't agree with you more. Because on, on Football Sunday, if I tune it in, they're supposed to be like the Red Zone channel, but, you know, with hosts talking in between. I understand that hosts need a break, but put a game on. Yeah, that, that is the break. break. And you can play, you can, and in if you want to make the argument, yeah, but what if the game goes to commercial? Well, switch to another game. Right. You're always going on a Football Sunday, You're even in the late window, you'll have at least three games. You can always find something to air. Yeah, and like Howard Stern actually does not run a ton of commercials. I've he, noticed that. Yeah, he does have some commercials, but they're not ridiculous. And his, sometimes his segments are enormously long. Yeah, he might go an hour and twenty minutes, you know. Uh, and even and then sometimes on the reruns when they replays, they don't play the commercials again. They'll just play. Yeah. The um, like yeah, or yeah, yes, they go right back to the content or like a phony phone call in between. The one thing I've so, really enjoyed are the like the because I do enjoy the interviews and yeah. he'll have like he had Drew Barrymore on yesterday. Yes. And I, I didn't get to hear enough of it, um, but I listened for about 20 minutes, and I'm thinking, if this is regular radio, at some point you got to take a break, and he just keeps going and going and going. Pretty wild. Yeah. I would be very curious what his ratings would be now uh, sure. with the way that they do ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would have to take much longer commercial breaks if he was going to be paid what he's getting paid. Uh, I would love to see ratings for an hour and 20-minute Drew Barrymore interview because sure. if you're not interested in Drew Barrymore, you're probably gone. You would think like I would. So, yes. I, I would be very curious what that show would look like if it was on uh, 92.3 K Rock like it used right. to be. It's funny because when different. I turned it on, I was not interested, and then I heard her talking about how she, how her upbringing was, and I was actually locked in. Yeah, it was just awful. So yeah, I thought about that even like you know when we talk about guests and things. I remember in particular. Uh, like we, uh, in the Boomer and Carton days, we used to bring on the the Indy Car winner every year. The, oh, I remember the that mess. Five hundred, and they were funny interviews because Craig, of course, had yep. no interest in the Indy Five Hundred. I remember one guy in particular was just all about that whether the guy shaves his arms, right? 
It was all about body shaving. It was hilarious. Yeah. It got terrible ratings. And I think it's because, like you said with this Drew Barrymore, you weren't going to give it a chance. I wasn't. So if you had found something else to go to, you would have been gone. But because you gave it a chance, you did find it interesting. Very much so. It's getting over that hump of giving it a chance. And I think that's the problem, or what I think with guests is a lot of times we don't give it a chance, which is why I personally don't like them booked on shows. Right. Well. But we digress. We digress, yes. Uh, also, I don't know why, and maybe this is my age speaking, I don't know why I, I'm re- very interested now in where fame goes for certain people. you're going to say prunes. Okay. Uh, prob- no, not yet. <laughs> Getting there. Like, where does fame go for certain people? Well, it's like what we talked about yesterday with the comedians. Yes. Like, where does it, where did, like, I just don't know where it goes. Now, if you have bank. a gimmick of, uh, I guess, so you think that they bank it and then they're not as creative? I think there's a, it's, I think we discussed this with Eddie Mur about Eddie Murphy about a month ago or a few weeks ago. Like, he's the example of why he's not interested in doing certain things anymore. He's got nothing to prove. He's got more money than he will ever need. Right. The question becomes risk-reward. Why bother? But but like Eddie Murphy is an example to me of a guy who left on his own. Oh, for sure. And if he decided, because we kept hearing before coronavirus hit that Eddie Murphy himself said he was working on material, he was going to go out on the road again for the first time in... 100 years, whatever. Right. To, you know. So when Eddie Murphy decides he's going back out on tour, that will sell out immediately. True. That's fair. If Dice Clay decides he's going out on tour, no one cares anymore. Why? I guess he got old and stale. And the biggest one to me is Dane Cook, which I, I, I don't know why I can't get past the Dane yeah. Cook situation. Well, I mean, I'll give you one, and this is an older one. How about Dana Carvey? Right. Dana Carvey was like you couldn't wait to see him do the George Bush impersonations. Right, he's funny as hell. I'm sure he still does impersonations. I, you don't see him anywhere anymore. And even no. if I did, I don't know that I'm interested any longer. Right, I feel like I've seen it already. Yeah, and I also think because of the world we're living in now, where you have quote unquote stars, and I say quote unquote because they're really not, but they are in a way. You've got YouTube stars. You've got Netflix stars. You've got Amazon Primes. There are so many different ways to consume entertainment now. It's almost as if you take a step back and you pause. See ya. Moving on right. to the next five guys. Well, that's the that's why the only one that makes sense to me about fame leaving somebody is music. Because it takes a long time. Like you put out your very first record, and if you have a hit... You're out on tour making money for that, and and by the time you get back to the studio, write some new stuff, record it, and get back out there, music tastes change, and you've been gone really for two years, three years. Yeah, sure. So that one I understand, and maybe that like maybe that's the case with comedy as well, or like to me, like a guy like Tom Green. Unless they just stopped doing what made them famous. I think he may have stopped doing what made him famous. Well, let me ask you this. Why would music be any different than entertainment from, from acting? And I'll t- from this perspective, I agree with what you said. But just like there are bands that have a few hits and they're kind of gone, like you have actors and comedians that have a few big hits and then all of a sudden they're gone, you do have the Pearl Jams of the world and the Tom Hanks of the world. You've got the Foo Fighters yeah. and you've got Denzel Washington. It's almost like... The creme de la creme are always going to be around. It's the other ones that never quite get to that level are the ones that fall off. Yeah, I guess like the... And the Dice one, I could see he was a gimmick, right? So I kind of get that one. Because like you said, maybe you get tired of the act. Yeah, I guess guess in his case, if you've seen him once, you've seen him. Like, I don't know if I would go... Like I told you yesterday, I know he played... There's a guy that um, that I know, Mike Martucci. He does a Sinatra um, impersonation in concert. He's very popular in Atlantic City and uh, in Jersey. And he, I think, he put it together. And one of one of the headliners, but not the headliner, was Dice at this banquet room somewhere in Western New Jersey over the weekend. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm interested. Like he's gonna be. I don't know. I feel like I've seen it. 
I wouldn't expect anything new from him. It's also, I would say it's also getting older, but Bruce Springsteen's 71 years old. I'm still interested in going to see him. You mentioned some guys that Denzel Washington's an older guy. Tom Hanks yeah. is an older guy. So it's not always age. No, that I don't makes think somebody it is age. Lose their fame? Not at all. I think it's the act. I think it's the popularity. I mean, there are still bands from the '70s that sell out stadiums. That's well, impressive. Re- yeah, some of the real interesting ones are the bands that. Now, there's ones like you're saying that they they haven't done anything new maybe since the '70s or '80s. But if you look at certain artists that put out records and had hit records in the '70s, '80s, '90s, yeah. '2000s, like you. Like they and and if you listen to those records, they sound like the times, right? So, like I'm thinking of Aerosmith, Rolling Stones, uh, Bruce Springsteen. These are bands that put out records. You know, their '80s records sounded like the '80s. '90s records sounded like the '90s. So they adapted with the times, and not a lot of people or, or hard to artists do. can do that. Very hard to do. I agree. I'll yeah. give you one. If Don Henley went on tour with Joe Walsh now. Yeah. I think they would do... Uh, who else was in that group? I know... What's his name? Passed away. Um, uh, I think Glenn Fry passed away. Glenn Fry passed away. Who else was in the Eagles? Yeah. Timothy B. Schmidt uh, sang some songs. He was he, a bass player. So if you put Timothy B. Schmidt, Joe Walsh, and Don Henley on tour, they yeah. would sell out immediately. Yes. It's, it's just some bands just stand the test. Some adapt and some just stand the test of time. Yeah. They just do. I don't. That's it's true. It's a weird thing. It's an interesting study. Yeah. I might go get a doctorate degree and where does fame go? What are you going to do with that doctorate degree then? <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> go be a professor a, somewhere. You write a piece and then what happened? And then how did that end? <laughs> I was also thinking back. I think the 1990s was the greatest decade. As far as creative artistry. Okay. I won't argue with you because you know it's my favorite decade. But is it our favorite decade because of the age we were when that was going on? Probably. But I will say, and I didn't grow up in this decade, that the 60s is right there with it for me. Yeah. I find the music of the 60s, I could listen to it non If you looked at my Spotify, the amount of music I have from the 60s on it might equal the amount of music from the 90s. Yeah. I'm just I'm fascinated by that sound, by the changing of the times, what was going on in the country, um, the whole decade. And listen, if you went through it, maybe it wasn't as um, cool is not the right word, as interesting as it appears to be. Mm-hmm. But outside looking in and the age I'm at, I find the 60s fascinating. 70s, not so much. 80s, sure as hell not. And anything else, no. But the 60s and the 90s for me. So, yes, part of it is probably that we grew up in that era. But to me, I have the 60s right next to it. Like, the 90s had the various and very popular different genres where, you know, rap was starting to get very popular, sure. uh, the alternative rock, of course. You had, it's this was at the height of the anti-cancel culture, where you could get away with, um, in the name of art, you know, making fun of people, goofing mm-hmm. on people, being a shock jock, being Rush Limbaugh. And no one was looking to end your careers with it. Right, sure. Everyone was at their peak. Howard Stern, Opie and Anthony. Right. As I mentioned, Rush. You could probably put Imus in there. Mike and the Mad Dog. Would you say, so Stern left 92-3, what year? Uh, His last year was uh, his last full year in December of 05. Oh, five. Oh, my God. So he God. started January of 06. Now, would you say he was pushed out the door because of people complaining or because of the FCC complaining? I think he pushed himself out the door that he wanted to do something new. Okay. And he so didn't then, want to deal with the FCC and complaints. So then is it fair to say that the IMIS situation was, the, was really the start of people pulling tapes and getting someone fired? Well, they attempted it with Howard. Um, there were there was a, a handful of people across the United States who would always pull tapes and okay. and complain. Uh, and then the Opie and Anthony thing, uh, but that happened well, in two thousand and two, I think. That and was then that Imus. long ago. Yeah, I thought that was after Imus. Jesus. No, okay. that was before Imus. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hmm. How about that? How about that, Jerry? It is How different. How about that? I mean, hell, now we got Radio Rewind. You can just go rewind on our own website. Oh, yeah. No, we've we've really set ourselves up for disaster. <laughs> Radio Rewind podcast. A lot of stuff on tape. <laughs> Video clips. <laughs> yeah. No, there's no doubt. People consume yeah. it nonstop. It really right. is wild. It, it's, it'd be also hard to prove. Like, let's say you, you had your voice saying a curse word to p- prove that that wasn't on the radio. Like, we well, could be doing it here. You could be doing it uh, on your own videotape uh, or right. video on your phone. Hard to prove. Crazy. Yeah, that's a very that's good some point. Wi- Jerry, that's some wild stuff. Yes. I think tomorrow, that's- tomorrow, Jerry, the, my question to you will be this. So I'm going to so prepare yourself. All Tomorrow's right. podcast question will be, what was your introduction to music? Okay. That's easy. Got it. And how it progressed. Where right. did you first become interested? What were things you locked in on? And what was the progression? I can tell you, my, and I will do it tomorrow. My first album, my yes, first cassette, mm-hmm. and my first concert. Right. And I know was, all what artist did you lock on to first? You got it. Easy. The reasons why. No problem. Be prepared, Jerry. It's going to be I'm a pop prepared. Quiz. Okay. You got it. We'll do that tomorrow then on a Wednesday. We'll no, see you. No, pop quiz. You just kind of gave me the quiz. Yeah. Not a bright. Yeah. Not going right. to be a surprise. See you, Whimsy. Wee! Uh, warm-up show is next. We did a terrific job this morning. So, I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. A couple minutes after 5 o'clock, what do you say from New York City? It is myself, the Eddie Scazzeri, and down the Jersey Shore, we find the old man by the sea with his puppy. His name is Albert John Dukes. What's up, Al? Good morning, Jerry. This is an actual conversation I just had about 10, 15 minutes ago with my dog at the door as I was hooking her uh, chain up to her or her leash, not a chain. I go like this. I go, you owe me your poopies. That was said nice. to a dog out loud. There you go. I'm 51. You're a dog dad. Yeah, because she didn't go to the bathroom last night when I let her out. And uh, so I was like, you owe me your poopies, girl. Just like that. So that was one of the conversations. So far, that's the only uh, conversation I've had before talking to you, Jerry. So I welcome this adult interaction with an actual human being who will speak back to me, Jerry. And and an audience of tens of people at 5 o'clock in the morning. who are Thousands of people, Jerry, who are listening on the WFAN and across this great country. Right now, there's a trucker somewhere in St. Louis who's got the AM 660 on. And on this clear night, Jerry, we're shooting across these great United States and landing in a trucker's ear and waking him up. And he's like, I, too, have told my dog he he or she owes me a poopies. So we're connecting with people, Jerry, and that's the important thing here. It'll be on radio.com. Or on Radio.com, across, uh, we get calls from Israel, from Turkey, from Turks and Caicos, from Australia. Anyone can listen, Jerry, on the World Wide Web. That is very true. Yeah. I didn't think that was going to be possible, but it's possible now. World Wide Web, Radio.com. Jerry, by the way, also, I watched last night this, are you aware of this Woody Allen documentary that's on HBO? Nope. My goodness, either uh, either it's true and it's frightening or he's got a big lawsuit on his hands where he can uh, sue uh, this Mia Farrow and all of oh his boy. children. I can oh, only yeah. imagine. Well, oh, it is. That was a well, documented mess back in the day. Yes, it was a documented mess. But now, like this HBO documentary, not only has Mia Farrow, his one daughter accusing him of many things is behind the film and many of the other children are in it too, so... It's not looking good for the old woodster. Yeah, where there's smoke, there's usually fire, right? 
Uh, yes, I would say that is true. And a lot of home movies. Can I get that so, on my HBO app? You can get that on your HBO app. I, I, I believe it's a multi-part series. They released that oh, episode one Sunday I like, night. You know what I like? A one two-hour documentary. These Correct. Get her done. Enough. Get her like done. That, that stupid one about McDonald's and the Monopoly. I was uh, all into it because G told me about it. Yes. And then I same. watched it. And then after it was over, I'm like, that's it? And then it popped up. You want to watch, you know, episodes two through nine? No, I don't. Right? Yeah, actually. no, that they milked that one big time. Oh my god, get to the point already. Yeah, all movies, and that was, you know, I actually did enjoy uh, Woody Allen movies when he was making movies. I guess he still makes. Give movies, me one but that was good. They were ninety minutes long. Annie Hall, classic. Never saw it. Manhattan. Never saw it. He had a lot of good ones, but and they were the best part of his movies. They were ninety minutes and out. Did he do Blues Brothers? Blues Brothers? No. I saw that. Caddyshack? <laughs> was that him? No. I saw that. No. Rambo? No, no, no. But even that, I bet you Caddyshack's like 90 minutes. Back then, Probably. Like now, nowadays they charge you so much to go into the theater when you're allowed to go in theaters that I think they feel like if, if you don't do two and a half hours, you're getting ripped off. See, I, I don't disagree with you about the length of a movie. I really don't. Like I think a movie can be done in an hour and 40 minutes yes. very easily. That having been said, if the movies if the movie's good, I don't mind. Like I could watch, and I mean this sincerely. I could watch The Godfather Part One and Part Two anytime it's on, and I'll even watch it with commercials. It takes six hours. My lord, you get my point. It's got to be good though. Right. If you bore us for two and a half, like you know what, I don't need to sit there for that long. Yeah, it's got to be good. I don't need Wonder Woman to be two and a half hours long. Yeah, I that doesn't don't. seem like that should take that long. No, I, I totally agree with you. Jerry, good news for people who love to attend sporting events. So we get some local action tonight. Uh, the Knicks are allowing uh, 2,000 fans in, and the Nets are allowing 300 fans in. I don't understand why one is 2,000 fans and one is Well, they're both fans. allowed 2,000. The Nets, okay. if you remember when this announcement happened about a week or two ago, yeah. said they wanted a, like a, almost like a trial run. They didn't want to just say, all right, 2,000 oh, really? fans in. Yes. So the reason for the 300, if I remember correctly, when I was listening to Carton and Roberts, because Evan is a season ticket holder, was that the first couple of games, they kind of want to ease into it. Hmm. So that is why the number is so low for the Nets, I believe. And Nick's going all in with 2,000 fans. Well, I mean, it's 2,000 fans. Like, part of me says kind of 2,000 fans is easing into it. Yes, you I know? agree. Um, so, yeah, there'll be fans there. And it will be noticeable. It's not going to be a raucous crowd, but it will be noticeable. Now, Governor Murphy made the announcement with Moose and Maggie yesterday about fans in New Jersey starting Monday. I guess my question would be, why Monday? Like, Rutgers yeah. has a home game tomorrow night. Why not say now? Yeah, they should say if if teams are ready right now. Yeah. But if Rutgers needed a little bit of heads up as to when they were going to do it, then say Monday. Right. Oh, you're right. Yeah, make it right away. You could have had, I believe the number is, what, 15%? It's uh, 10% indoors. 15% outdoors in New Jersey. Okay, so 10% of a they could have a eight, they could have had 800 fans there tomorrow night against Indiana. Like that makes a difference and I don't know if they would have been ready or not. I have no idea. But like what what's going to change between tomorrow and Monday? Nothing. Right. It's almost yeah. like hey, indoor fan, you can start Monday. Well, guess what? It's all over. If now you think about it. Now they're saying that these are for venues in New Jersey over 5,000. So yep. what if you what if you have under 5,000? I don't That's know how a that works. Wonderful question. I don't like, know the I answer think, to that. Like for example, like the the venue, the Stone Pony in yeah. Asbury Park, I think is just under five thousand. I think I think you can get. Well, they better say they're five thousand. <laughs> yeah. So so. Uh, I don't know the. You know what, Al? I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I know the Devils uh, will benefit from this, and they're. I think March. I want to say March third is going to be their first game. Yeah. That they can put fans in. I don't know about under 5,000. That's a very good question. Actually, before I get yelled at, their 5,000 is for their outdoor concert venue indoors at the Stone Pony. There's no way you get 5,000 people in there. Oh, okay. I Too got small. It. So my bad. Right. My bad. My bad. All right. So that's exciting. So we get uh, we get some in-person basketball. Now, for me, I would stay away, not because of coronavirus, but because I don't have any interest in going into New York City or Brooklyn. Sure. They I would, go to, I would actually go to scary. a Nick. You know what I would, I would like? I, I would go to Nick game. You would. Would to you get to, on? Would you get on New Jersey Transit? No, I would still drive. In. Okay, I would drive in, and I like the idea. Only a couple of thousand people there. Like I've done games at the Garden when there's only a few thousand fans there. You know, college games sometimes early uh, tournament rounds where the place is not packed. 
It would be cool to actually sit there and have your own section. Yes. You know, it's a nice way to watch a game. Yeah. So I would, and you got the Warriors in tonight. Like that to me, it's only 2,000 fans. That's a good ticket tonight. Steph Curry in the way, and I think he's playing because he's been sick, but he's coming in to take on the Knicks who are looking to get to 500. Yeah. I would go if I could. I can't. That's something. Yeah. Not bad. So there's a, so there's a show tonight. Yes, exactly right. What's a more valuable ticket, Jerry? 2,000 people allowed into Madison Square Garden Knicks Warriors or 300 people allowed in for Brooklyn Nets and whomever they're playing? They're, well, they're playing the Kings. Mm-hmm. The Kings, they stink, I, I'm right? going to no say the Knicks them. and Warriors tonight. Mm-hmm. And, and no Durant still. So I'm going to say Knicks right. and Warriors. Knicks trying to get the 500 and Steph Curry and Draymond Green coming in. All right. So that, to me, is a more valuable ticket tonight. But that only 300 for the Nets. Right. So perhaps it could be that. But I would take mm. the Nick game in terms of what you're discussing. Well, this is exciting. So, uh, yeah, the governor made that announcement about New Jersey on Moose and Maggie yesterday. So they got a lot of play on the uh, on the newspaper coverage. You know what impressed me about that? Is, well, it had nothing to do with his announcement. His announcement was exactly what we thought it was going to be for the most part. But what impressed me was they had such a nice, clean Zoom feed with him. Is that right? Yeah. Like, it sounded great. And I can't imagine he's on a Comrex. So no. I'm trying to figure out how in the hell did the governor get on so crystal clear without a Comrex from his office? And we can't figure that out. I don't know. Let's Eddie, call him. any thoughts on that? I have none. Like, I've always wondered, why can't we connect on Zoom and patch it into a computer on the board somehow? I don't understand That's a good why question. it's so complicated. I, I, I would have thought the audio would not be as clear, but you're saying the governor of he New sa- Jersey was crystal clear. He sounded like, I guess you didn't hear it, he sounded like he was in studio with them. Shout out to the audiovisual person for Governor, uh, what's his name, Governor Murphy. Yeah. And boy, when I saw some of these write-ups about, you know, the... I, there was something to do with weed also yesterday in New Jersey. Like, I think uh, me, you, and Eddie could just start smoking weed wherever Is that true? we want. I don't know. That's what it seems like. I didn't see this part. Oh, it's a big yeah. It was a big weed, weed announcement weed. yesterday. But then they got all the newspaper coverage. Then it got into uh, you know his his time on uh, Moose and Maggie. Yeah. And then they did this whole like they'd all be like uh, Mark Malusis, and then they'd give like his New Jersey rundown. I guess he went to some sort of bougie high school in New Jersey. He does uh, you go to stuff Bergen with Catholic, Rutgers. Does that sound right? Or per, uh, Don Bosco? Oh, is that Bosco, yeah, Don something Bosco. Like that. That's where he went. Yep. Something like bougie. Yeah. Uh, so they gave him to promote that. They they mentioned yeah, he lives in Connecticut now. So zip it. Doing Rutgers, yeah, and they were kissing his butt in these articles. Nice. So I was like, mm, I wish I would had an article like this to be like, Al Dukes, a graduate of Colonia High School and Kane University, all New Jersey products. Yeah. Drop out of Middlesex County College because he couldn't figure out how to uh, take his accounting classes. Like something like that would have been nice. And there you go. But you didn't, you didn't book him, so sorry. I didn't book him. No. No. Pass. I'll just wait for the announcement, then we'll just read it. I don't need to talk to the governor, Jerry. But let me ask you this. This, I'm is, not this is a this is a serious question. All right. I'll give isn't you a serious there, answer. Isn't there some like I thought I actually thought the interview was good and they had a lot of good questions for him and yeah. it wasn't too long. It was literally perfect. I would say thirteen or fourteen minutes. And that was it. It was not Nailed a thirty it. minute interview. Isn't there some value in all the publicity you get out of it? Like wouldn't you want to see Boomer and Geo splashed across all the newspapers? Eh, I suppose. Like I mean, it, it doesn't can't hurt. hurt. But I don't think it, it only helps. helps. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a guest guy though. You know me. I've, you, I've heard. Yeah, because instead of having 13 minutes of the governor, you said it in 10 seconds. What was important? We're allowed to. But Moose and Maggie are on are in every newspaper in the tri-state today. But, but is that going to make people go? Oh my gosh! Look at this name here, Moose and Maggie. Let me go tune in. Maybe. I mean, isn't that the point? You would hope. That's the whole I, I point get, of advertising. But, yeah, but you're not saying anything about them. It's like when we run the promos. It'll be like, uh, join us, uh, Moose and Maggie, or Carton and Roberts, we're going to talk about. And then it's like the top three sports stories of the day. Yeah, f- yes. You're on a sports station. Yeah, yes, I that's guess. what we're going to talk about. All right. You follow? Yes. Agree to disagree. Did you see Jerry Yoannis? Let's agree to this. Yoannis Cespedes is plotting a comeback. In baseball, he wants to uh, he wants to hop on a hop on a team. I would think so. He's still a young man. Is he? Yeah, I would say. What is Cespedes? 32, 33? 32? Yeah, I would have so. guessed this guy was forty eight years old. The way say, his you, career's gone. Uh, well, he's not forty eight. Let's see how old you and his Cespedes. I would think is. he was born before Tom Brady. Maybe he was. I don't think These so. These baseball but let's players. See. 
He's 35. 35. He just turned 35. So a little, not oh, quite man. as old as you think and not quite as young as I yeah. think. I would have thought 32, 33. All right, he's 35. Did you see Sandy Alderson had a hilarious quip about yeah, this? Yeah, I just wish there was video or audio to it. What it's a just... John Heyman quote. John Heyman quote? Yeah. John Heyman should start walking around with a, with a body cam. Not not funny when you got to read it as opposed to hearing yeah. it. Yeah. Especially with Sandy. We know his voice. We know his his sense of humor. You know, he's sarcastic. Yeah. I got nothing, though. Terrible. He's, uh, Sandy Alderson said of Joanna Cespedes, he's going to hold like a workout. This is according to March the Athletic. 1st. March 1st, uh, where baseball teams are invited to go down and check them out. Sandy Alderson said, quote, we're going to rent horses and ride to the workout. I think that's that's awesome. <laughs> that's funny. Good sense Love of it. humor. I'd like to hear him say it. Yes. But that, according to John Hay, man. What do you think John Heyman calls him on that, texts him on that? No, says, you know what you I think? Quote? This is what I think. I think. I think Sandy Alderson is walking through the fields or the grounds of Port St. Lucie. Mm-hmm. They see Sunning him himself. and John Heyman. Hey, Sandy, you oh. gonna go check out Cespedes? Oh. Yeah, we're gonna rent some horses and ride in. Ha ha hmm. ha! That's how I think it goes. And do you think uh, that Sandy Alderson thought John Heyman's gonna run with that quote, or that was just between the two? I think of them Sandy the Alderson record. realizes if he picks his nose, that John Heyman might post it. Yes. Sandy Alderson picked his nose today in Port St. Lucie at three o five p.m. More after this. I mean, there's. I don't think there is anything that you can do that's off limits in terms of getting online. I really don't. And whether you're a player, GM, any front office owner, it doesn't matter. A radio person, a TV person, uh, it just it's fair game. Do you think we'll ever get to the point cuz right now, you know, we all are addicted we all carry our phones. I was going to say addicted to our phones. But we all carry our phones. Yeah. We all have our phones where if we do need to take a, a photo or video, we have it with us. Do you think we'll get to the the next level, the next iPhone, the next Samsung Galaxy will be like um a body cam like the police wear where we were just recording everything mm, we I think walk about our day? You very well could be next with that. Yes. I, I that'd, that'd be cool. Would not surprise me. I'll tell you it's funny. We we discussed this many times on the podcast, and a, a a good friend of mine and his wife have started the keto diet. Mm-hmm. So we had the conversation with them the other day. Now I have I haven't searched keto diet in months, Al, because I'm not interested in it. But I was interested, and I looked into it when Chris McMonigle started it here at the radio station, probably maybe two years ago, a year and a half ago. I haven't looked into it since. And so on Saturday, I'm talking to them, and they're telling me about how they started the keto diet. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Sunday morning, I open up my phone. The first ad I see is for keto. Keto. I mean, that is – and it's not like I get those ads ever. I really – I don't. That's the first ad I saw when I opened up my phone. Yeah. So they are listening to us, and so maybe, yes, we will start Body recording camps. everything. Who knows? I, That'd be great. It's just nuts. Because then I could say to you, Jerry, like, oh, I went to the supermarket yesterday. I picked out some a red delicious apples. Here's a clip. And then I would play for you a video of me just picking apples in the supermarket. And you'd be so happy. Yeah. Well, come up with the technology. It's there. We just got to oh, perfect it. That's all. And get Apple it out needs, mainstream. Apple needs to make the iPhone 15 b- Body cam. Probably on Sign the way. up. And so will be uh, more coming up oh. here as we are just getting started. Then we got Boomer and Geo at six. Don't go anywhere here on the fan. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Al and Jerry, Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo, Radio Doo Doo. All right, a lot going on, believe it or not. Although not many teams played yesterday, but we got fans and buildings coming up later tonight. We've got football talk, we've got baseball around the corner, and we've got Al down the shore. What else you got, Al? This is Joe Walsh. I want to see him before he passes away. You've never seen Joe Walsh? No. No kidding. That's funny. I've never seen McCartney, which blows me away, that I've never... I can't believe it. In all the concerts I've gone to, that's never been one. And I've always said before he passes, I want to watch him. He's getting up there. No, he is getting up there, Jerry. you got to get out the next time he uh, comes around. You know who looks amazing for his age? 
and say, I don't know about sound, but Ringo Starr still looks like he's in his 50s. Yeah. And he's what? He's got to be mid-70s, no? He's got to be very similar age to uh, Mr. Paul McCartney. I would think so. I believe he was the oldest Beatle. What? Is that true? Yes. Ringo Starr is... He's He's 100? No, he's 80. He looks great. He does look good. It's amazing. And I think George was the youngest, and I think Paul and John might have been the same year, birth year. Hmm. And as far as we know... uh, Joe Walsh and both living Beatles are st- are still in good shape. I'm not I'm not suggesting that uh, Joe Walsh is about to pass away. No, I'm no, saying no, no. I would Neither like to I. see him before right. he passes away. Absolutely, because you know, you never know. At that age, you just don't know. So I agree. I got caught up on YouTube watching uh, Joe Walsh videos yesterday. So if you're wondering if I'm busy I was after not. the show, I know what you do after the show. Nothing. Well, I was watching Joe Walsh videos, live versions of songs, and I got all caught up on them. <laughs> I got all caught up in a in a YouTube downward spiral. Do you miss going to the gym every day? Because um, that was a big part of your routine. It was a big part it of my was. routine. Yeah, I still I do exercise here. I do push ups, curls. That's not what I asked you. <laughs> my body looks no different than when I was going to the gym every day. Well, I mean, in fairness, you only you didn't do much at the gym, but like you did go to the gym and do your curls there. I went to there. the gym. Yeah, right. No, I don't miss it. You don't. Got it. No. Did you ever cancel your membership? Like, or Uh, is that an issue? Or are you still paying that big box gym? No, I was, uh, no, I had canceled that gym membership and I was just working out in my apartment building that I was in at the time. Got it. As part of my, uh, my yearly fees there. So yes, I just did that. Jerry, let's get into a little NFL action. Uh, one, that punk teenager, who was trying to trash talk Cam Newton on video at a uh, summer camp, not a summer camp, a football camp. Uh, he's come out and apologized, Jerry. Good, he's he apologized. Good, now we move on. I, to Cam Newton. Stupid. He made it all about him. He did make it all about him. And even his apology, he was like, I don't want this to affect my future, so please forgive me. <laughs> please. <laughs> please, please forgive me in all of this. Uh, but Cam Newton also talked about coronavirus. And he said that the time that he missed with the COVID, and he said he was one of the first uh, pro athletes to get it, uh, certainly one of the first NFL players to get it, uh, said that it set him back for the entire season, that he never caught up with the playbook during his time off because, as he put it, that Bill Belichick system is 20 years old and he needed to cram 20 years of information into the short time he was there, and that coronavirus set him back. Do you think that's an excuse he's making, Jerry, I or don't, is that some validity? I don't because you were one of the – that was one of the first things you even said when he came back and wasn't playing well was you wondered if the, the COVID fog, if he wasn't himself physically. Yeah. I will go back to – I'm trying to find the date here. I don't have the date, but it was the second week of the season – and if you remember, Cam Newton and the Patriots lost in Seattle 35-30. Cam Newton threw for 397 yards. Hmm. He ran for 50 yards, ran for two touchdowns. And if I remember correctly, and I don't know if I do, but if I remember correctly, he was stopped at like the one-yard line for what would have been the game-winning touchdown at the end. He looked like Cam Newton of old. And if you remember the big theme the next day with all the talking heads if you're the Patriots, you got to give him a long-term contract right now. <laughs> Thirty million a year, five years, get it done. They got their their answer to Tom Brady, and then what happened? COVID. That sounded like an Al Duke's podcast right there. And then what happened? And then how did that end? But seriously, do you? I mean, do you remember how we were going so nuts over Cam Newton that day, and then he got COVID about a week later or so, and he wasn't the same ever since. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I do. And also, if you remember too. The one reason why Boomer even thought Newton wouldn't start to start the season was the complexity of the Patriots system. So, yeah, it all makes sense to me. I don't think it's an excuse. I think it's probably a valid reason. Hmm. And now Mike Tomlin's got the COVID. I saw, yes. I mean, it even takes a tough guy like Mike Tomlin. Even he can get taken down by coronavirus. Yeah, you wonder if he gets that from his kids, you know, because you go the whole football season, you do it, right? You had no issues. He didn't anyway. And the football season's over, and then you get it? He says he has uh, very minimal symptoms. Good. So don't feel bad for Mr. Mike Tomlin, he says. He's uh, not feeling bad at all. He just, I guess, tested positive and doesn't really feel any effects. I'd feel bad if I gave gave coronavirus to someone famous like that. 
I hear you. I would too. Right. I've always told you my biggest fear now traveling with Rutgers is that I'm going to be the reason the game gets canceled. <laughs> you imagine? Oh, Rutgers game tonight's been canceled. Cherry freaking Recco got the coronavirus because he went out mem- to the Walmart. Right, a member of their traveling party has COVID, and then it's me. Because <laughs> here's what's nerve wracking about these road trips. So let's say there's a game on Wednesday. I've got to go to Rutgers and get tested on Monday. I got to get tested on Tuesday, and then you got to get tested in the arena day of game. And then sometimes when you leave, but whatever, day of game, you've got to get tested. So it's a minimum of three tests to be, and I'm not even courtside. It's just to be allowed to be around the team and be in the traveling party. I'm telling you, Al, that day of game test is so nerve-wracking because, first of all, if you test positive on Monday or Tuesday, you haven't been around them and you haven't gotten on the team bus yet. So they can say, all right, you're positive, you're not coming, we move on. No problem. But you're sitting in the arena and you're just waiting for the test results to come back. Now, are those rapid tests? All they of are. those? Yeah, yeah, they are. And so I, it's, it's worked out so far. But man, I'm telling you, you sit there and you sweat. Like, please don't have it be me. They put a big spotlight on you in the oh arena. Oh my god! The this man, like, who's this guy? Why we're not playing because of him? And this the, man has coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry, are those rapid tests the same as the ones we do uh, for CBS no, at home? They are not. Because those take uh, a couple days. Yes, yeah, those but are not the, rapid. The methodology, the, I have how they get the samples. Call same. a scientist. Uh, somewhat, yes, they are. They are similar. Correct. So pretty wild. And I was thinking of this too, Al, because you're home. You don't have to worry about it. How many tests do you think we've taken? Well, you guys are taking one a week at least, right? One. To, I would say for me. Oh, plus all your Rutgers ones. Right. So it's one to two. I would say. Like I'm waiting for a result right now. I would say it's one to two since July a week. Wow. And then for every road trip with Rutgers, it's been three to four. So I've gone on, I think, four or five trips. So that's like 15 right there. It's got to be almost 100 tests I've taken. I only took one back when I thought I was coming back in November. I oh, took right. uh, my one test. You did? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have no reason to. You're home, you're fine, and you're you know doing what you're supposed to be doing. But, yeah, I was thinking about that. I wonder what the number is. Hmm. Yeah, well, right. You and Boomer, for sure, a lot. Yes, but you know me and G, I've just done the one a week since whatever, like a few weeks before Thanksgiving. Right. So for you, not nearly as much. But I've been, no. back, you know, I don't know. We'll see. It's interesting. You uh, know, Jerry, that Carson Wentz is headed to Indianapolis. He's going to be the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. He's worn number 11 his entire career. He wore number 11 with the Eagles. He wore number 11 at North Dakota State or wherever the heck he went to college. <laughs> yes. Right now, there's a wide receiver on the Colts. His name is Michael Pittman Jr. And he is no Chris Godwin. We can say that. I guess his dad was Michael Pittman uh, Sr., running back who spent some time with, the I remember, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Anyway, Jerry, he is not giving up. Number 11 for Carson Wentz. Do you remember how quick Chris Godwin gave up the number 12? For Mr. Thomas Brady? I mean, it was it was immediate. And this guy's like, you yeah, know, it means a lot to me. I'm good. And then I like his answer. He goes, and then Carson said, yeah, well, you know, it really wasn't that important to me. I was just checking. <laughs> yeah, I guess he reached out and said, hey, this number 11 that you have, are you locked into that? Isn't that kind of emasculating as a quarterback? Yeah, and he wrote back, he goes, yeah, locked into number 11. I am number 11. <laughs> I am Michael Pittman Jr., Like if you and were, I'm 11. Right, and if you were thinking of changing your number as Wentz said he was <laughs> after the fact, you would have never made the call. You would have just changed your number. Yeah, that was a wuss answer. He's oh. like, no, I don't want it anyway. I mean, at least make an offer for something. Fresh start. I mean, the guy's worth $200 million. You couldn't have offered him fifty grand for the number? Right. I mean, I'd be, I'd, I would be surprised if he turned that down. Maybe he just wants a fresh start with a new number. Well, he needs a fresh start because it certainly went south in a hurry in Philadelphia. That's Mr. For Carson sure. Wentz. I wonder what number he's going to take. He should maybe pick like... Um... You know what I want to see? Here's what I want to see. I want to see quarterbacks go by way of the wide receivers now. Wide receivers came and glommed Perfect. up all the quarterback numbers. Yeah. Carson Wentz, the first quarterback to wear number 86. <laughs> <laughs> what if he wore number 18 for the Colts? I don't think that's allowed. What? Isn't that number retired already? All and right, then. Give it him should nine. be if it's not. Give him 19, then. Give him whatever. It's not going to be 18. Johnny Unitas' is number. 25 in front of 6 o'clock. <laughs> You're that's funny. I would do. <laughs> 25 in front of 6. So you could give him Unitas for the road games and uh, Peyton's number for the home games. Ooh, two different really uh, piss jerseys, people yeah. off. Exactly. 25 in front of 6. Got a lot more to do. And then Boomer and Geo. Top of the hour here on The Fan. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry, let's talk more rock. Oh, yeah, we're rocking our way to a Tuesday soiree with Boomer and Geo. It's Al and Jerry until 6 o'clock. I cannot believe that we are 42 minutes into this, and you know that I don't give a crap about it, but I know you do. And Aaron mm. Rodgers being engaged, I cannot believe you haven't brought that up yet. Well, we've brought up uh, in the past that he is engaged, unless it was a day when you weren't here. And we have, but I, I even see on the show sheet you put the fact that it was confirmed by his fiance last it night. It was confirmed on the Jimmy Fallon uh, Tonight Show. Shailene Woodley confirmed that her engagement to Aaron Rodgers, and she says, well, this is the part that puzzled me, she said that um, people thinks it, think it's so sudden, but they've actually been engaged for quite a while. But he, but was he just, just broke up with, what's her name? Danica Patrick. Patrick. Yeah, maybe maybe that's why Danica Patrick broke up with him. Maybe he was seeing this girl on the side. Maybe they Remember were already how abrupt. En- that was yes, very abrupt. Maybe they were already engaged, and she's like, "Listen, you're engaged to another woman. I can't date you anymore." He's like, "What do you mean? You're engaged to be married to someone else, the Shailene Woodley." Yeah, we can't go on dates anymore. That's the way this works. Yeah, very, very bizarre. I think there's more to this story. That, it has to it's got to be, yeah. Has to be. This can't last long if they're if she says she's never even seen him play football in person. Because <laughs> that means she well, she sees him, Jerry, as a nerdy guy who wants to host Jeopardy. That's yeah. what she said to Jimmy. Isn't Fallon. that guy Ken Jennings getting that job? Seems like it. He's been doing it. For, I have not seen it, but I Me came either. across it. Um, when I where was I in Michigan the other day? Yeah, I saw it. I I ran across it. Like, hey, look, Ken Jennings. He's been doing it for a while now. Yeah, so I think I, it's his gig. No, I know people loved Jeopardy. I I was not a fan. I don't. You know, I here's why I don't like it. Yeah. I, I I know how dumb I am. Yes. I don't need the show to tell me exactly. <laughs> I, I didn't need to not know most categories. I only get excited when I see you know bowl games for two hundred. <laughs> All right, I have a chance. <laughs> right, Bruce Springsteen songs. <laughs> That's and right. then those categories never get picked by the brainiacs because they want to go like through French literature. They don't know. Right. They'd rather do, you know, the Armenian War of fourteen ten. I felt like I had a shot during Teen Week because the questions were a little bit easier. (laughs) Yes, was he's like was Eddie telling you the Armenian War wasn't that date? (laughs) No, first of all, I have no idea if what I said is even true. I just threw something out there, and I see Eddie's breasts bouncing up and down. That (laughs) means he's very he's laughing at me, and that's fine. That's okay. I wasn't trying to be uh, factual there. I was just trying to make a point of how stupid it is. Did you happen to see the uh, video that went around the internet yesterday of a, it turned out it was an Oklahoma wide receiver by the name of Spencer Jones? No. And this was video at a bar in Oklahoma, which evidently you're allowed to pack in and not wear masks. He was in this bar in a bathroom, and it's hard to tell whether he was picking on this guy, picking a fight with the dude in the bathroom, or if he says he was playing Peacemaker. It did not look like he was playing oh, Peacemaker. Oh, is this the poor kid that lost his eye? Almost lost his eye. Oh, okay. So he picks a fight with a, a kid who doesn't look very tough, and this kid happens to be uh, training MMA style. Yeah. And just... This is what we always talk about. Got him to the ground. That's it. And then pummeled the bully, if yeah. in fact he was being a bully. Yeah. You don't and, uh, know who yeah. you're screwing with. Yes. It's uh, So don't screw with me. I could know jujitsu. You don't know what I'm doing here in the afternoons. When I'm pretty the show's sure over. you're not doing jujitsu. Imagine if I was, though. How, you how should an be. I've told you. I'd be you an expert by be. now. You have all the time in the world. Find a trainer and go learn it. You will love it, dude. Which one do I learn? Jujitsu, karate, MMA style? Uh, and pick any one because yeah. any one of those will give you confidence and a feel that you've never had before. Hmm. I promise you that. Learn, you know, I I would say learn grappling, but you really do need a partner to do that. I need the hand to hand combat, Jerry, where I just take a guy down and choke him out. Why don't you? Even if you just learn kickboxing, like for real, 
You learn to strike and hit and kick and do all sorts of things like that. Like you, I, I'm telling you, you would love it. I carry pepper spray. I'm good. I'll just squirt right. someone right in the eyeball. Fair enough. Just carry your pepper with my spray. pepper spray. Okie doke. Mm-hmm. Is that is it the gel or is it the spray? I use the gel because it goes further and is less affected by the winds. So it can shoot right through the breeze. <laughs> yeah, right through the breeze. So it doesn't wind back up in my face. Have you ever had to use the pepper spray? No. Have you ever come close to using it? Um, no. Have you ever had your hands on it? Like uh, you see some shady characters when no. you're still coming in. I haven't. Oh, you know. coming into New York City? Hell yeah. I yeah, what do you think walking I meant? Walking Bradley around Bradley Beach. Beach at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Where I also carry it. No, you don't. I do. You carry it in Bradley Beach? At 3 in the afternoon, yes. For the purpose of an animal attack. Oh, I see. I gotcha. I'll have to squirt the animal in the eyes, like mm-hmm. a like a vicious dog. Or Gotta save whimsy. There's a fox running around town. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that fox thing is free. You almost got uh, killed by a possum the other day I in New York City. I didn't almost get killed. I saw one, and I'm glad that Eddie didn't get bit by it. Because it, it turned st- out it was a block away from him. If it started chasing you, you squirt it right in the eye with some pepper gel, you win. Either that or it becomes even angrier. Have right you ever contemplated that idea? I have contemplated that. Then what? Yeah, that I don't have. Oh. <laughs> then you're screwed. <laughs> I don't have a game plan for that one. <laughs> no, I wouldn't think you would. Think of those little teeth that they have. Oh God, the oh. creepy faces. What an ugly face on a possum. Uh, you're right. And they have creepy feet and hands too. They have like people hands. Yes. On their place of feet. <laughs> it's true. And now we know we got one running around Lower Manhattan right now. Yeah. Oh. You got to be careful. Not good, man. Not good. Uh, Lions head coach Dan Campbell, remember he had another one that there's no video. He had that very memorable press conference where he was going to bite people's kneecaps and he was going to start uh, taking over. uh, The the Lions were going to take on the characteristics of Detroit, which is rough and tough and don't mess with us. And blue collar. Blue collar guy. Uh, He said yesterday that he has zero problem with people thinking he's a meathead. Well, it's kind of like being the underdog. People aren't expecting anything. It's kind of like you. You've got that uh, clip where people don't expect much of you. Remember that? You said Mm -hmm. that once upon a time? I I would say that's Dan Campbell. That He's the underdog, and people don't think much of him. So you know what? Go shock the world. Yeah. You think I'm a meathead? That's fine. Because we're going to bite your kneecaps and punch you in the face. (laughs) And and get suspended and fined. I hope Uh, they're good. Like I I want Dan Campbell... And the Lions to be good. The Just Lions so we, are never good. I know. You know what but the it, Lions are? Fun. They are bad to average. Year in and year out. They are. I mean, even when they're good, they're nine and seven. <laughs> right. Like they're right. Not, they're good as nine and seven where they get a wild card. Yeah. I mean, is it fair to say would you call the Lions the Jets of the NFC? Yes. Now the Jets have won a Super Bowl at least. And the Jets made it to a couple of AFC championship games. The, the What's the furthest the Lions have? Like, when was the last time the Lions made a deep run in the playoffs? I don't. Th- I, you know, I think they've been in wild card games. I remember when I was covering the Bucks in Tampa, they they played the Bucks in a wild card game once or twice. Like, have they ever been in an NFC title game? No. Like, top of my head, I would say no. no. I would say divisional round. Yes. is as far as they've gone. Like, well, they beat the Cowboys the one year, and they beat them pretty good, and then I. Th- think i gotta look at this now and then i think they got smoked by the eagles the following year but i think that i don't know if that was the divisional round or was that the champion jerry i've just googled detroit lions playoff history okay and here we go uh wild card wild card wild card wild card uh divisional playoffs in 1991 and that was against the cowboys right oh so they did play philly was it no it says they beat the cowboys uh 38 to 6. Right. I knew they got beat pretty good. Conference championship. To who? The Washington Redskins. Oh, it was Washington. In was 1992. Oh, that's yeah. right. Because Washington uh, beat Buffalo. Right. Exactly. January of 92 was the 91 playoffs. Wow. Right. How about that? Redskins, the Lions, and the championship. Yeah. Now, and now that you say that, why? I don't know why I was thinking Philly, but right. Because Washington, you had the Giants beat Buffalo, Washington beat Buffalo, and then the Cowboys beat Buffalo twice. Those were the four straight years. Then in 83 divisional playoffs, in uh, 1970, they played the Cowboys in the divisional playoff. Oh, and look at this one more time, Jerry, although this is pre-Super Bowl. The 1957 playoffs, they were in the championship against the Browns. That doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, me too. So in in our lifetime, they've been to the NFC title game one time. One time. That is brutal. So, you know what? For Dan Campbell, I hope it works out for him. 
I'm not a Lions fan, so I really don't well, care. Who do you think was their quarterback, Jerry, in that year? What year? 91 or 57? <laughs> 91. Oh, I should know this. I should know this. I, I, I'm blanking out. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, someone named Tobin Rote. Is that possible? No, that's not possible. Tobin Rote was not their starting quarterback in 1991. What is a Tobin Rote? <laughs> that can't be right. Oh, no. <laughs> that's not right. Where did you even come up with that name? Shh. Jerry, shh. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> shh. Is Tobin that was 1957. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who was the starting quarterback in 91? Remind me. Oh, 91, Jerry, please hold. Yes. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Here's who we know it wasn't. Tobin wrote because he was a great-grandfather at uh, that time. Jerry, this is making much more sense. Uh, Eric Kramer. Yeah, Eric Kramer. <laughs> Damn it, I knew that, too. That's they had funny. Barry Sanders on that team. Uh, yeah. Herman Moore. I remember Herman Brett Moore. Perryman. Herman Moore was the first player I took in my first ever fantasy football draft. By the way, Herman Moore that game, zero catches. Gosh. What did Barry Sanders do in that game? Did he Barry have, Sanders? I would guess probably not much. Mm-hmm. They lost. Mm-hmm. Barry Sanders is still to me the greatest football player I ever saw, but it also amazed me how there would be games where he would have 17 carries for 4 yards. Yeah, I, I don't want to say anything stupid here, Jerry. All right, we're going to take a break. What's Why? What's up? Because I, cause this says <laughs> what? This, box store, this box score has Barry Sanders with zero yards. Yeah, so no, I no, don't no. Wanna... That's a, no, no, but that, that's my point, actually, Al. He's Is the greatest possible? player I've ever seen, and yet there are games where he would run and go nowhere because they would have three guys spy. It was ridiculous. we got to take a break. We're late. I'm sorry. Quick break. We'll wrap this up, and then Boomer and Geo at the top on the fan. <laughs> Radio.com Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence talking about an NFL quarterback. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, not much time at all. Nixon Nets back in action tonight. Tobin wrote the star of the day. What else you got, Al? Joe Sapinora on Twitter says, uh, Jerry, you're right. Uh, Barry Sanders against Green Bay, one playoff game. Uh, it's a power-packed lineup every day on the fan. Listen to the warm-up show with Alan Jerry at 5 a.m. 